When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one and only, you know her originally from Dance Moms, Miss Christy Lukasiak. Oh my goodness, the one and only. That's quite, um, <laughs> that makes me feel so important. How is that for an introduction on a nice afternoon. I know. Can you just introduce me every time I do like a story or an IG live? You can be like my hype man. Listen, here behind the velvet rope, we'd like to make people feel welcome. So you totally do. So welcome. How are you and what's going on and how is your quarantine? Oh, I, you know, I'm good. I'm really well. Um, are you in New York? Are you? Yeah. So I'm like in New York city. Okay. Oh gosh. So well, we're in Pittsburgh and so kind of like the same side of the country, but obviously like you totally had it differently than us. Um, I mean, quarantine was crazy. It still kind of is, but I feel like everybody's trying to get out of it, but it's really not ready to get out of, you know? So it's like a weird, it's just like a weird, we're in like a weird waiting zone or something. That's what I say. Like, you almost knew what to do when we were really locked down, and now you don't know what to do. You're like, we can yeah. go out, but, like, you don't... Going out, first of all, is it's not the same. It feels completely different. Yeah. You don't yeah. even know if you yeah. should be out. It's not really fun. And, like, then you start to get, like, I'm around a lot of people. So what's the difference? It's just strange. Right. Yeah, for sure. Well, we actually, we flew two weeks ago because Chloe wanted to go back to California, which I mean, listen, she was a freshman in college when quarantine hit. Could you imagine anything worse than all of a sudden you have to be home with your parents? Like you get this little bit of freedom, you move to LA, you're living this life. And then all of a sudden, like you're back at home and your parents are like nagging you about stupid stuff. So she came back in March and she wanted to go back out to LA because I mean, even though they're online schooling right now, I think she just wanted to be out there, which I get it. Um, And we did not want her for the first time because she has her own apartment out there. She doesn't just live on campus. We didn't want her the first time going back and just being 
in her apartment. Like that's me and all my serial killer paranoia. Uh, I was like, no, I'll go with you. Um, and plus like she, we had a car out there that we got rid of and we shipped her, her car from here out there. It was just a lot of logistics. Um, so we flew and she's like safely ensconced in her apartment in LA, like living her happy life. But then my younger daughter, the school district was like, Hey, we're just going back to school regular, like five days a week, 80% capacity, see you in a week. And we're like, what? And then today we just got another email that said, we're not going to start for a few more weeks. So, I mean, it's like, you don't know. So how does school work like 80% capacity? Like just start, it's rotating days you go in? No, it's, oh. it's 20% of the parents were just like, nope, we're going to homeschool or cyber. Um, and what's funny is the district, yeah, the district I live in, and I, it, I won't swear. I have to remind myself. You could. I mean, I have a pretty, I have a pretty bad mouth, so you're entitled to. Uh, same. Retweet. Um, well, these parents are just like giving the district a lot of shit about regulations, but they all want to put their kids back in school because they all want to go, you know, to their trainers or whatever they're doing in the neighborhood and they don't want to be bothered with their kids, but they're like, my daughter can't wear a mask. And they're like, then don't come back to school. Wow. So is, is Chloe, like she's back in LA, like yeah. now for she's school. Back like, in LA. Schools. school's big. Um, you know, I don't even know what she's doing in that apartment. I mean, I know she like sees some friends and goes out, but I, I told her, I was like, listen, don't go to big parties, which, come on, I'm a realist. I know she's going out. But, right. you know, I was like, just just make smart choices. Like, try to be a little bit safe because nothing's really different since March. It's not. That's why it's weird, like, when you go out. You're just like, yeah. I feel safer, but then you catch yourself to be like, this is like a false sense of security. I shouldn't feel safer. Like, what's 100%. different? Yeah. So it's really weird. Sure. So that's good. So you've been making, you've been making good use of your time in quarantine. Yeah. You know, what's weird. I think everyone in the world was complaining, you know, we don't have enough time and that I was so guilty of that. Like I don't have time, 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 time. And I think I was just spiraling so much out of like making up things that I needed to prioritize and quarantine obviously put a big like break on all of that. And I was like, Oh my God. So I got to reevaluate where I spent my time Loved not wearing pants with jeans or buttons, I guess, jeans or zippers. Um, and I just was kind of figuring out like what I wanted to do next. You know, different things have presented themselves to me. And I'm just like, no, I don't want to do that. No, what I, and I've never really sat down and really thought about it. So I took that time for a lot of self-reflection. How about you? That's good. I mean, same thing. Like I am so, I mean, I, I live in New York City. I'm so guilty. I was out like seven nights a week. Just, I mean, I was all traveling all over the world just for this job and doing yeah. things. And same thing, like in the beginning, I was like, well, in the beginning, I'm like, I need to get just everything done. Like I literally was doing things that have been on my to-do list for like two years. Like crazy 100%. stuff. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, obviously life had gone on without doing these things, but I'm like, okay, well, I caught up on everything. And then same thing. And I really just decided to like my, this show was like two days a week when it first started. Now it's five days a week. So like, I've really just kind of worked, but also decided yeah. like what I wanted to work on and what I didn't want to work on. Yeah, totally. And then you're just like, it's almost like, how did I ever have time to run my life before quarantine? I don't know how I got anything done. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. So good. So you're kind of like, I've used that 
I think a lot of people, I'm, am I'm amazed at how many people are like, I just laid on my couch. I'm like, really? I like came up with this whole business plan and like figured out what I wanted to do. And you know, I have to say though, nothing in my house got done. I'm so jealous of all the people that are like, we remodeled. I'm like, well, I just threw all my stuff in one room and I haven't looked at it. So well, I said, I've been saying it's a great time for people to either have a remodel their house or B, if you wanted any type of plastic surgery, like March, right in the beginning. I know that would have been amazing for downtime. Isn't this sick that this is where my mind goes of like, before we were locked down. No, I think that's actually brilliant. But I mean, how fun was it to see everyone kind of go back to their original factory settings when nobody could have anything? Like the hair was growing in, the brows were bad, the nails were crazy, and you're like, huh, I don't look so bad, do I? That's the thing. I had a few days where I was like, all right, like I could get by like another few months like this. And then like in the end, I was like, okay, something needs to be done. I look back at those pictures, like it, my hair was the biggest thing because like, oh my God, the, please. Like I'm not a natural blonde. I haven't seen my real hair color since high school. And I was like, oh my God, what are all these natural highlights? Maybe I am a blonde. And my kids were like, those are gray. And I'm like, stop talking. You didn't do any secret house calls in the beginning. Cause I, I know people no. that were doing like secret house calls. No, because the problem is, is because we were in LA for so, so often, like so often for years, I've kind of graduated to all of my like beauty people are in LA. That makes so sense. for me to do a secret house call, I would have had to like been on a secret plane ride. Right. Which that was really. So no. s- speaking of LA, so let's go back to the beginning and then we're going to get into okay. like what you've been doing. And like, I know I want to talk about all your new businesses, but let's just go back to the beginning since everyone does know you from Dance Moms sure. originally. Dance Moms. Um, you know, so like, let's talk about like Chloe and dance. Like, is this just like what, like right when she came out of the womb, it was dance. Like, how did this come about? Okay. So here's the weirdest thing. Chloe's name is actually, and all of this is coincidental. I swear to God, Chloe is named after a song called Chloe dancer. My husband liked the song when he was a teenager. I did not name Chloe. And when we started dating, he was like, Hey, if we ever get married and have a child, I'm like, I was floored. I was thinking like, I'm 21 years old. Don't say those types of things to me. Right. He said, I want a little girl and we, we're going to name her Chloe because I love this song. And I'm like, okay. Um, I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. So we got married young. I was 23. And then I ended up 
getting pregnant like two months after we were married, which was a huge shock and scary. And at 24, I had no business being a mother. Like people joke all the time about getting a driver's license, but anybody can be a parent. Clearly I could have used some guidance, but you know what? We made it through. She's alive. She's a pretty good kid, but there were some serious trauma to me when she was little. I'm like, Oh my God, what if I kill her? And Mark and right. I just laugh all the time. Our number one thing was just, let's keep her alive. Like, that was our whole parenting plan. That's a good, you know. So, yeah, I mean, basic, very minimal. I laugh when I see all these, you know, things that parents do now. I'm like, I just wanted her to, like, literally be clean and be alive. Um, so anyway, I mean, I joke, but we obviously adored her and were very good parents and all of those things. But when she was about two... Um, the local dance studio, like down the street for me, my cousin had her daughter enrolled who was a few years older than Chloe. And I was like, oh, they have a little like toddler program. So I called the school one afternoon, the dance school, and this woman answered the phone and she was like, is she potty trained? And I was like, um, yes. And she's like, then she can come to class, but I don't want anybody peeing on my floors. And I'm like, okay. Meanwhile, Chloe was not potty trained. Um, but I lied and I was like, well, she'll be fine. So for like 30 minutes a week, I would put her in her leotard and hold my breath that she wouldn't be on the floor. Of course the woman was Abby, but I didn't know that at the time. Um, so I put her in dance class and like, it's funny because a lot of the little girls that Chloe grew up with were originally in her class or like were added to her class. So they were truly friends. Like Paige and Chloe walked in the first day, walked over and like, held hands. There were these two little blonde chubby things. And I'll never forget. I was sitting there next to Kelly, who I didn't know. And she looked at me and she said, is that your first child? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, I can tell because you're totally involved. She goes, that's my third. I could care less what she does. And I was like, who is this woman? <laughs> and so like real relationships. Wow. And so when she wanted, you know, kind of like took to dance, did you have any, you know, like, were you happy? Were you have any hesitations? Like maybe it's too early. Yeah. You know, we made her try everything. She did a lot of sports, piano, like all sorts of things. And she always kept coming back to dance. Like she would dance down the soccer field and leap. And she always liked dance the best. And she didn't really come into being really very good at it until almost like a year it was like she clicked one summer she learned how to turn and this was like a year before the show started and then all of a sudden like chloe was winning a lot of things and she was like really giving like making a name for herself in in our dance school not like yeah. in the community my god she was seven um so it just kind of naturally gravitated but i liked it because i had friends there and i liked the glam and the makeup and all the fun things and it was something that she and i did um but it wasn't like she had this massive, this is what I want to do. It just kind of all fell into place. She liked it. I liked it. It was something we did. It was fun. She was good at it. So it wasn't like this burning desire and it wasn't this huge push for me. It kind of all just lined up. Happens. Before the show, like, were you like the typical, you know, like stage mom? Like, were you really involved? Oh, yeah. I think we all were. And if anybody says differently, they're lying. I'll be the first to tell you. Like, yes, we were all very involved. And first, like, our kids were little, you know, so we were involved. But I will say this. We did not sit in that dance studio 24-7 at all. We would take the kids, sit there for, like, a little bit at the beginning and then a little bit at the end. And we all would leave and go to dinner. <laughs> like, we all went out and, like, we had our mom group and it was fun. Um, 
but yeah, totally. I mean, I think that you have to be a stage mom to operate at that level of competition, no matter what the sport is. That makes sense. And like, was it like, let's all go to dinner or was there, and again, prior to the show, was there this like, I just don't know, like children's dance, is it like, don't turn your back? There was definitely all the same shit that went on on the show. It was happening before. I mean, I can remember, so I know you were going to ask me about like reality TV. So I totally remember when Housewives of Orange County first premiered because everyone was like, what is this? And I remember sitting there watching that show and I was thinking they could do a show about us here because I could literally hear the things that we would say. And it like manifested and, you know, I wished it into for, you know, like existence, but I really didn't. But I was just thinking like the insanity, there was all kinds of drama that like you would have died to have seen before. I could tell stories that you'd be like, that didn't happen. I'd be like, yes, it did. Well, that's the thing. Like, if you take the children out of it and you take Abby Lee out of it, you could have been, like, the Real Housewives of... A hundred percent. I actually... The there's a story, and you're the first person I think I've ever really told this story to, like, in public. Um, about a year before... It was a year before Clara was born, so it was two years before the show started. I went out one night with all the dance moms. Like many of them that you saw on the show, but a lot that you didn't see on the show. And Abby joined us at some point in the night, you know, because everybody was friends. We all went out and I got roofied at a bar that night and ended up in the hospital. Yes. And I just remember it was such madness and like all this insanity and don't tell her husband this. And I'm like, don't tell my husband what? Like I was drugged, you know, but it was very, like far before a camera or a producer produced anything, there was lots going on. That's the stuff that Housewives is made of. hundred percent. And like we, I was obsessed with Housewives at the beginning. I'm sorry to say though, I don't watch a lot of reality now because I feel like I'm in on the secret. It's hard for me to watch and enjoy. I get it. I mean, I feel like, because I, you know, I'm in on the secret myself and I feel yeah. that you, you watch it. I mean, I still watch it because it's my job really, but you, you watch it with a different eye. Like it's almost yep. like you don't want to know some of the stuff that you know, you're like, I'm not enjoying this. I just want to yeah. enjoy it. I don't, I'm like Me overthinking too. this. Yeah, totally. I do that all the time. I'm like, Oh, that's a pickup. Ooh, a producer did that. Like that was a setup. Um, I do like, I, I've found that I've enjoyed more things that aren't so docu follow like survivor. Cause they break the fourth wall. So I'm fine with that. And like the bachelor, cause everybody's kind of been on that. Um, so I can react to that a little bit. I'm like, Oh, I get it because they talk about it being an experience, but it's so funny to me when, and we had to do this all the time on the show. We had to be like, the girls are famous because the ALDC is famous. And I'm like, the girls are famous because they're on a hit show. But, like, you can't break the fourth wall. Right. And that's really what they hate. Like, even when I conduct interviews of people that, like, are currently on TV, there's nothing that people want that that's just, they're like, do not break that fourth wall. I'm like, I got it. That's, like, the cardinal sin. Yep. Yep. Do you think, like, the word, like, stage mom, like, has a bad rap? Like, why does that have such a bad rap? Uh, why does it have a bad rap? I think, first of all, I I think that people just like to shame. I I feel like we live in a very, like, judgmental, shamey society. So people are like, ooh, you're such a stage mom. But here's the thing. You can 
package it and call it stage mom because it, our kids were on a stage and they were wearing lots of makeup and sequins and jewelry and, you know, all of the things. So that's easy to be like, you're a stage mom. But I think, I think any sort of a parent of any child that's super, super involved or super talented in anything, I think you could say that about any kind of a parent, like, Ooh, you're such a, a soccer dad or a wrestling dad or a piano mom, whatever. But because it has that stage connotation and I think people, I think it just has like a dirty undertone because of like entertainment and Hollywood and like that feeling a little bit. I don't know. I don't, I'm not articulating it right, but no, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. It's just like people use it as, as a, um, like a put down, but I'm thinking to myself, you know, I don't know. I think a lot of kids have a really, they benefit a lot from their parents giving them opportunities, um, and helping them. But again, it's all, it's, you have to make sure that you're not pushing your kids and all of those things as well and listening to them. But yeah, I definitely think stage mom is a term that people throw around in a mean way. Oh God, I've been called a stage mom. Did you find it hard to like separate, you know, like being like a manager stage mom versus being like a parent or it all just kind of the same? It is. No, it's definitely hard. And it's funny to me when I hear parents now of successful children or children in entertainment, or even back then, like our kids at dance. I loved when parents were always saying like, it's not me. My three-year-old is just obsessed with this. I'm like, it bullshit. Like you are the one pushing your child. So let's just be honest and open and you want this for them. They like it. There's nothing wrong with that. So just own it. Um, But yeah. And like, why do you think parents push It's that time of year again, my favorite time of year. Holiday shopping season is back. And normally that means one thing, drawing a blank on what to buy for the men in my life. But not this year. This year I've got it all figured out and you can too. Head on over to DukeCannon.com. That's right, DukeCannon.com. They have holiday-themed grooming gifts like Frothy the Beer Man gift set or the Beard That Stole Christmas gift set. Now, the Frothy the Beer Man gift set and the Beard That Stole Christmas gift set, they're both $20. That's right, $20. And they're really fun. So the Frothy the Beer Man gift set, you get three huge bars of soap. They're 10 ounces each. Two of them are the big ass beer soap and one is the big American bourbon soap. And that's right, they're infused with an adult treat, booze, The beer soaps, you guessed it, are infused with beer, and the bourbon soap is infused with bourbon, but they do not smell like alcohol. So if you're worrying, wait, I'm going to shower and smell like alcohol, no, no. they're, They're just woodsy. They're like sandalwood, oak barrel is the bourbon smells like oak barrel, and they're very masculine scents. And these bars of soap are huge. And they're really fun. Like the way it's packaged is really, really fun. And don't take my word for it. Go to ducanon.com and see for yourself. The beer that stole Christmas gift set is also $20. You get two amazing different smelling beard oils and you get a beard wash. It will, it literally... 
tamed my beard. My beard has never felt so good. And it will do this for the man in your life as well. And it smells of cedar. And they're just a very good masculine scent. So these are just two examples. Head on over to DukeCannon.com. And seriously, don't take my word for it. These are packaged so fun. Um, these are just two examples. They're unexpected. They're useful for any guy. And right now, because you're listening to this podcast, enter promo code VELVETROPE and you get 10% off your next order. You also get free shipping with orders over $30. So if you get both of these at $40, you already got your free shipping. So it's free shipping with orders over $30 and enter VELVETROPE. That's Duke Cannon. Enter VELVETROPE and you get 10% off your next order. And if you want to buy them in person, they're available at some of your local targets. Guys, this is perfect, masculine, fun for the man in your life. I use it. I love it. DukeCannon.com. Their children. Like, is it fame? Is it money? Is it all of the above? I think... Like, in your I opinion. think now it's social media. I think everybody's obsessed with making their kids be famous on social media, which is so funny because, like, social media barely existed at the beginning of Dance Moms for us, so that was great. Like, we all just had this big social media come up and because it was at the right time, the right place at the right time, so it was great. But I think now it would have been a totally different experience because everybody would have been obsessed with it. So I do think, and I think it's a little bit of you know, living vicariously through your kids, like that validation that you didn't have for yourself. It's competitiveness with other parents. I mean, and I think, a, I mean, I think we're all guilty of that to some degree. I think I would agree with that. I mean, I don't have kids, but just in general, I think that's the way the world works. Yeah. Like everybody's competitive. Like you want to be the best at something and then you throw in like your children and then you put like some beautiful costumes on them. My God, like that's a recipe for maniac mothers. <laughs> kind of. How were you guys like originally cast? Like how did you particularly and Chloe get involved with the show? Um, okay. So there were, there was a, a casting director from LA. Um, he originally, the, the way the show was supposed to be set up was it was supposed to be more like the structure of toddlers and tiaras where each week they featured a different mom daughter combination. And then the finale was going to be like the six people you met throughout the season, come back and compete at the end. But then they were realizing as they were taking casting tapes and everybody from the studio, of course, once you heard one person was sending in a casting tape, everyone's like, well, what are you doing? I'm going to send mine in, you know? So we were all sending tapes in. And then they started realizing that like the person I was talking about who was giving me crap at the studio was the same person talking crap on me. And then I had this like great fun friend who always wanted to go out and have a drink. And she was like, you know, so it all just kind of fell in place. And I just went back not too long ago and I found some original emails and it's really hysterical um, who they were like very interested in from the beginning, because that's not the story the cast tells, but I'm like, Oh, they like this dynamic. And that's where they really pivoted from. So for me, they called, they called me. I was, I was in Marshall's, I was shopping and the casting director called and he's like, Hey, I'd like to talk to you about, you know, this application or whatever you sent. And I don't even remember. Um, and I was like, Hey, I'm kind of busy. Can you call me later? I had no, <laughs> Like, I wasn't like, oh my God, it's LA. I was like, hey, call me back. I'm shopping. That's so funny. Did you think like you were going to get it? Like, could you tell like through the, because you know, sometimes it's yes. a long process. You, you it is a long did. process. But yeah, you know what? I don't, 
you know how people say sometimes you just know in life, mm -hmm. like I knew from the first moment that we talked to them and just because I, the producer always came back to me and asked me questions about a lot of stuff. And I just was like, I kind of just knew I'm very dramatic. I'm very whatever, you know, I'll say whatever you're thinking. I was just like, oh, this is kind of what I was made for. So it wasn't even, I, I knew the whole show was going to happen. And I don't know how I knew, but I just knew. Did Chloe want to do the show or was she just more like not even oh God, aware yeah. she did? No, the kids were all like, this is cool. There's cameras, but they were they were at the same studio that they had grown up with their same friends. So nothing was different for them. They were just like, wow, that's kind of fun. You know, and it was a big adjustment period at the beginning because we were going from just being in regular dance classes to shooting a show. So there was a lot of logistics and like figuring out schedules and who was where. And I mean, it was very much a growing process. And I mean, those kids worked tirelessly and they were exhausted on days because they weren't used to dancing like that and learning new routines and performing, you know, every single weekend. That just wasn't how it really was. And so I think back and I'm like, those kids were incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot to go through. Yeah. I mean, I was exhausted and all I did was sit and drink. Well, you know, <laughs> did, did you have any friends that, you know, you were friends with before the show and then like when the show was cast and like they didn't get it? Like, was there that type of like fallout or like the other women that were cast, you know, just like we were friends and now I'm jealous because I want to be on the show too and I'm not or just nothing like that really? Because I could see um, that being something. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there were people, but nobody in my immediate circle, um, because Kelly was my closest friend, it, like at the studio for sure. We were like definitely really how we were on TV. Um, no, I, I mean, I'm sure there was lots of hard feelings, but it wasn't anybody I was super close with. And then when you started like filming, were you shocked at like how it all worked? Like, you know, you say now like you're in on how it works. So like, was it a hard to get used to? Yeah, or... it was very hard. The hours just like, it's just, I try, I try to explain it to people. It's two things. Number one, you never realize, oh my God, how awful you look at all times. Cause I would just be sitting there like, oh, I'm exhausted. And like, you're not realizing that you're on a camera constantly. So like all of a sudden you learn how to like sit up straight and like make sure your spanks aren't showing or you're like muffin top and you're like, oh my God, this is horrible. Like you're never fully relaxed. And then the other thing is the only thing I can equate it to is kind of walking through a haunted house. Like you don't know what's coming at you. And I used to like sit there and think to myself, I am not going to the bathroom tonight because if I go to the bathroom and I come back here, I'm going to get attacked about something. So I would sit there and be like, I'm not going to the bathroom today because I didn't want to leave the room for them to talk about me. Right. Cause that's when it would all go down. Oh Yeah. Were you shocked, like, when it came out, like, with the editing, like, just the first season? Or were you just like, okay, you know, like, this is how I remember it? Or were you like, what? I no. Mean, like I mean, for sure shocked. It's, I, without getting too behind the scenes, you know, there is a certain storyline or storylines that they need to tell. And it's like, sometimes not every piece of what really happens makes it in. 
And so it gives you like a different perspective on things. And you're sitting there thinking, I look like a lunatic, but that's not really how I remembered it because you forgot to show when this person said this to me or that person said that. So yeah, it was a little rough to see. What was the reaction like when it first came out? Like, you know, cause you said like it was a different time with social media. So it wasn't really like, okay, my followers now just went through the roof overnight. No, no. No, but we, oh my God, when that did start, it was like season two, Instagram kind of like had this, you know, big surge. We were sitting on the back of the bus and I remember the girls were making their Instagram accounts and they were like, my name is Chloe Dancer 25716X space, you know, and like all these weird dumb names. And then they would be sitting there and they'd be like, oh, I have a K, oh, a 10K. And they'd be like, oh, I have a hundred K. And I can remember Chloe was the first cast member to hit a million. And I remember we were in the bathroom right before she had to do her solo. It was on a Saturday and she looked at her phone and she said, I have an M. And I was like, great. Do you know your dance? Like we didn't care about it because it wasn't a thing, you know? Um, So the reaction at the beginning was, I mean, I think at the very beginning, it was a little tiny bit of a slow burn at the, like the first couple of episodes, but then by the end of season one, I mean, we were everywhere. I, I would get calls like on a Sunday evening and they were like, we need to put you on a plane tomorrow to be in New York, to be on the morning, the today show tomorrow morning. So it was like very fast. And, um, it was a little jarring because it all happened so quickly. And I think what made it really different for us versus another show now is that because we existed already in this world and there was just camera crews coming in, we were still in our same houses. It was still our same friends. The kids went to school. We didn't walk red carpets and stuff. So we had no idea that the world was watching. And then all of a sudden we were in New York and we were like on every billboard and every bus. And we were like, this is so weird. Yeah. Well, I would assume, especially like filming like season one, like you don't know, it could be Nobody a flop. Can. Like you could yeah. be three episodes and no one watches and you're canceled. So exactly. like, were you, so that was like, and then did you get that? Like when you came to New York, did you press like people were waiting outside buildings and like you said, billboards and were you just like, like, is that when it hit you? Like, this is actually a huge hit or was it something um, else? Yeah, I think it was when we were doing press for season two. And the girls always had, if you look back on season one and two, they weren't always in like black and red ALDC things. Truly, we bought them like little pink terry cloth zippered short sleeve jackets from Target and had their names embroidered on them and rhinestone them. Like they were from Target, but they wore these hot pink jackets everywhere. And we were in New York and the group of them, because I think this is before Kendall joined. So there was the six of them were walking down the street and we couldn't take three steps and we were getting bombarded. And we were like, is this real? And then we realized very quickly because we were a big group who were friends who would always go out in places. We were like, we can't go out together. So then eventually yeah. it evolved into like, we had security with us at times. And, and the biggest thing was, the kids are, they were very young and we would be out eating and doing things and people would come up and interrupt, like interrupt their dinner, not realizing that they had just filmed an insanely long day 
And then if we would ask them like, Hey, can we take a picture after? Cause the girls are eating. Those people would turn around and be like, they're so rude. And we were like, we're not rude. Like we have, it was a balancing act of trying to protect our kids and like giving them that rest period, but also being like generous and kind to our fans. Yeah. You're like, I just need to eat my dinner. Yeah. It was like, I just need two seconds of downtime. Like in, and unfortunately or fortunately, because I mean, obviously it's that fan base that has given everyone so many amazing opportunities. You want to give back to them, but then you're also like, I just need a minute. Like I just need a minute. I can remember it. Melissa and I used to go to the bathroom during like competition days, if they were in schools or in theaters. And we would literally be lookouts for each other while we peed because people would put their phones under the stall and take pictures of us. And we're like, we just need to go to the restroom. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think you should draw the line at like a restroom or like, I have a thing with like eating. I'm like, I don't think you should go up to someone, you know, wait at the restaurant as the person's leaving. Fine. But I just, to me, it's like when you're eating, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. And it's always, I'm so sorry, I know you're eating, but you have like a mouthful of food and you're like, oh, now I have to stand up and like make sure I don't have anything in my teeth and smile and, you know. Well, I was just going to say, it's also like, I'm so sorry you're eating, but anyway, can you stand and we, I want like yep. Chloe in the middle and I want you over there. It's yep. like, you're like, hi, nice to meet you. Like, yes, yes. Sure. Yeah. Like what, you know, so it's like, it is, it's like a fine balance. Yeah. And Chloe's really good about it because she it's really lovely to watch her because she's such a, she, I know she's my daughter, but like she has such a grace about her, even just in real life when nobody's around. She always says like, hi, my name's Chloe. What's your name? You know? And she'll like make it a real experience. And she's like, nice to meet you. Good luck in school this year. She doesn't just go like, she said, I have to personalize it. She goes, cause they don't see me as a person. They see me as like something else. Right. Does she get yeah. that now at college? Like now that you went, are people like, oh my God, is that the girl from Dance Moms? Like, does yeah. she get that? I think they will all get it their whole life, honestly. Um, but it's funny because I think sometimes people keep it like on the down low and then it like, it sort of creeps out as drinks flow. Cause she said last night she was at a party and she was the designated driver. And she said, yeah, as people started drinking, then they were like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with your mom's Instagram. She's like, so you're a dance mom's fan. Great. Cause she's like, nobody else, like anybody else was mom. Right. Like they pretend and we're just going to be friends. And right after a few yeah. drinks, they're like, well, okay. I stalked your mom on Instagram and I guess I should tell you now. Yeah. And she was like, it was so weird. She goes, well, I guess it's okay. Cause you're a cool mom, I suppose. And I was like, yay. <laughs> Well, speaking of you and your Instagrams, like going back to the show, like, were you shocked also, like once it came out, like, you know, you got known for all these one-liners. Oh my God. Yes. Um, for sure. And that was, I love that. But then I also feel like the pressure in real life to always deliver because I'm not always funny. It depends on who I'm talking to, you know, and I can go back and watch my dance Palm interviews and I can tell you based on how funny I am in that interview. Who was interviewing me? What producers? Because some people I clicked with and other people was like, meh, you know? Um, so I get pressure all the time when people meet me and they're like, say something funny. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> right. You're like, I'm having an off day. Okay. Like I just need a minute. Yeah. Like I am not like a trained comedy monkey. I can't just perform. Were you like, 
were you shocked at like the level of fame and like the level of fandom that it was just so, you know, just cause to you, it was av- like your life, like you said, like way before the show, like you were all uh-huh. living this life. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't really like housewives where you kind of knew some people you were put yeah. together. You're just like, this is our little dance studio in the middle yeah. of the um, world. I mean, yeah, I guess. But it's still weird for me to hear you say that because in my mind, I'm like, but were we really? You know, like, I kind of still feel that way. I'm like, we're, it's, it's weird because I will go back and forth where I'm like, oh, you know, yeah, it was a really big thing. And then I'm like, well, it really wasn't that big of a deal. And then I'm like, well, kind of. I don't know. So I still have weird moments with it. Did you ever meet anyone like through doing the press and like going to LA or New York and just like being in that world where you were ever on a red carpet where you're like, oh my God, like I'm totally starstruck. Like where you met someone. All the time. Yeah, all the time. I mean, I feel that I always grew up, like I grew up in a house where my grandmother was like, she lived for old Hollywood, like glamour and movies. So like I knew all of those names. Like she was always very, you know, kind of, gossipy but it was before it was really gossipy it was just like these movie stars so yes I feel like I was always very you know excited about seeing those things but what was really fun was to meet people who were huge fans of us and I was like what um god like who I mean yeah like do you have a story where you're like oh my god like like J-Lo just told me she loves my or someone like that where you're yeah I mean that person watches dance moms yeah, I, I mean, my God, people, I know that right before she won the Oscar, Jennifer Lawrence was on the carpet talking to uh, Kristen Chenoweth about us, like it was aired, and I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. Kristen Chenoweth would DM me all the time, which, you know, she's, I think, an icon. Yeah. Um, I met, this is a cute story, I was in the Beverly, it's in the Beverly Hilton, Yes. I was in the Beverly Hilton one morning and this little girl came up to me and she was precious with her mom and dad. And she had this really sweet British accent. And she's like, I am just the biggest fan. And I ended up talking to this family for probably 15 or 20 minutes. She was so adorable. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, you're a star. Cause she's like, I'm here and I'm shooting something. I'm playing a young Alice in Wonderland on once upon a time. And, um, once upon a time, was that the series I think? Yeah. And so I'm chatting with her. And it was Millie Bobby Brown. Can I just tell you something? I swear, as soon as you said British accent, I'm like, I I just, I don't know. I have like a psychic moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was just like, she was like the biggest fan and it was cute. And I mean, like the girls I met Billie Eilish and she was like, oh, it's you. Like Taylor Swift, you know, Justin Bieber. It's weird, you know. They met Taylor Swift and Justin Bieber. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And all the teen choice carpets and stuff, because you're there and you're just like on the carpets and people are there. Actually the one teen choice award when they met Bieber, some of the like the paparazzi photographers, it was their first teen choice, like push them on the carpet and they all have a picture with him, like professional ones at the step and repeat. And there was this big rumor the next day that they were his date and they were not, <laughs> but they were like, we were his date. And we're like, you guys, you're seven. You're like, slow down. You were not on a date with yeah. Justin Bieber. Yeah. And- but I mean, I, I'm sure there's many more. Like we were on, I, I was out one night and I met Kevin Hart. <laughs> I was 
like not impressed at all. I was like, yeah, so who are you? And he's like, I'm Kevin Hart, I'm a comedian. This is before he was big Kevin Hart. I was like, yeah, I'm on a reality show. <laughs> well, Taylor Swift is a good one. Did, did, did yeah. Taylor Swift know like the show? I don't know. She was just lovely to the girls. Gigi Hadid knew the show and she was like fangirling big time with the girls. Um, I think Taylor was just lovely. And then like Hayden Penetier, she was excited to meet them. But then Selena Gomez was standing there. So they kind of ignored Hayden and we were humiliated and like mortified at our children. But they were like, it's Selena. Like, so all these funny things just happened with them when they were little. That's funny. Was it a hard decision for you, like, when you guys left the show? Oh, my God. A hundred percent. It was, it, I was in a no-win situation, and that's, like, just, this is a whole different conversation. Things had gotten so ugly, and I was in a no-win situation because Chloe was just being, like, there is actual footage of someone saying that she knew the only way to get rid of me was to torture Chloe. And it was in a, like a televised interview and she just wanted us gone. And so it was just as how cruel can I be? And it just got to the point where it was either like Chloe's mental health or, you know, I'm going to stay on the show that people feel is like the pinnacle. Like some people think that being on a show and being famous or all of those things is the greatest thing ever. But it just, it got to the point where it was going to be a really big emotional cost and I just had to leave and it was so hard and I think I went through a lot of different emotions and therapy and just it was it was a hard couple of years after did Chloe want to leave or did you have to explain to her like this is for your best no it was it was time and she knew and she had said I can't do this anymore and she was 13 and I was just like when my daughter can't do it like I ha- if I don't get us out of this situation, then I'm not fit to be her mother. Right. That's where it's like, you know, you know you're yeah. a mother before anything else. So. Yeah. And like, it's such, I look back and I'm like, God, I wish things could have been different. Cause it could have been like so fun and just, you know, but it, it just wasn't meant to be that way. And do you think like a lot of the people around you changed like as a result of the fame, the show? I think we all did. I think every one of us did in some capacity, truly. Um, You just can't. It's too hard. And then what about your decision to go back? That was really close. I mean, she felt like it was a long story where she really thought the show was ending and she was saying... I never got to leave on my own terms. I did not get to finish that chapter. That was my childhood. I want to go out like my way. And when I called, I literally called, I texted the producer and then I ended up on the phone with the network. And it was like, they were like, I've been, we've been trying to get you back for four, three years, however long I was gone. And they're like, you're coming back now. And I'm like, well, if you want us, you want us. And it was a very like covert operation because it all had to go down so secretly. And I'll never forget, like they show us walking in at the end, but when Chloe and I were standing outside of that door on the other side without a camera there, that was a heart stopping moment in my life. Cause I'm like, I'm going to open the door on the past. And it was like such a defined moment. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And I was like, we have to do it because we have to close out that chapter. And then 
what did you get closure? Like, were you happy you went back? Was Chloe happy? Yeah, I am. I am happy. Um, I mean, I think had I had we not gone back, I mean, I was very, very comfortable with where we left in our story. Like, that was it. I was proud of like, um, us standing up for what we believed in. But on a personal note, for Chloe, I think that that was important just to go back because those were her friends and family that she grew up with as a child. And I didn't want her childhood to be like defined by that moment in the hallway and us walking out and sitting in a parking lot crying. Right. And she's happy you so, went back to. Yeah. And was it the greatest, like huge, spectacular ending for us? No, but it ended in a way that we could put it to bed. And for me, that was important. What's like your fondest memory when you look back at that time? And like, do you have any major regrets? Um, my fondest memory is really just, it was so fun to watch those girls, all of them, like these little girls from like Pittsburgh, you know, just have this amazing impact all over the world, which sounds so crazy. But when you think about how many people watch that show and they were like, so just la la la, had no idea. So that was fun to watch. Um, I mean, look, I had so much fun. I got to go around the world with some of my, you know, best friends, Kelly and I, those stories, those will have to be on a different show that are rated like R because our stories behind the scenes when the cameras were not were epic. <laughs> and, um, Biggest regrets. I mean, look, I wish I would have never fat shamed someone on television. I'm a little ashamed that I did that. That's not, that would have never gone over now. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm sure I would have done some things differently, but it's, it's over. It's out there. It will live on replays and YouTube and Amazon and wherever else Netflix that it shows for the rest of my life. So my cold shoulder tops and my smart mouth will haunt me until I die. That's the thing about TV. It, it is out there. I know. So it's like, God, I'm going to have to go on another show just so that my, my glam can redeem itself. You know, and listen, you had some good glam. You had some good glam. I did not have good glam. I, I it was like I mean, but I mean like I look back and I'm like I look like a drag queen, but I am a girl. Like it was just insanity. But when we all look back at ourselves from like even like three years ago, I'm like, oh, what the hell was I thinking? I and some of those clothes, and I was just exhausted. Oh my god, yes, it's really terrible, terrible. Just, and everyone's like, oh you've had all this work done. And I'm like, uh, new, no. first of all, when you lose 50 pounds, like you look different. And second of all, when you're not stressed out and you have like cuter outfits, it helps. And you're getting sleep. So, you know, yes. Does, does Chloe look back at the, at the whole experience favorably too? Uh, and did it bring you guys closer together? Like, do you think it, like, made yeah, your relationship 100%. closer? I, I mean, last night, she, we were talking about something, and I said, you know, nobody else in the whole world understands exactly how you feel except for me, because it was a very specific thing. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. And it, sometimes it makes me feel badly, because I do have another daughter, but I just have a different relationship with Chloe, because when you go through something like that, 
it's just different. Um, I don't know if Chloe's experience, if she looks back fondly, I honestly don't think she remembers a lot of it because she almost treats it as like a defense mechanism. She blocks a lot of it out. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, she grew up on TV. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes it, I, I think sometimes when things happen, I don't, you know how you asked me earlier about, you know, was it this whole, you know, epiphany that, oh my God, you're famous. I think sometimes she doesn't realize still like what a big deal it was. I think that she's still like, well, that was something that I did when I was a little kid. Who cares? And I'm like, yeah, but it was something like, it was a, it was a pop culture moment. Yeah. And probably because like, you don't know anything else in a way, like early in your life, like that's your childhood. Yeah. So like now it's not your life, but like it was your childhood. So like, I guess, how would it be like if you and I grew up on TV, like we wouldn't know any different. Yeah, exactly. So that's like a good point. But it really was a pop culture moment. It's almost like, yeah, it was a pop culture moment or moment moment and a half, I will say. Yeah. (laughs) So now let's talk about everything you are up to today. I have a few things. So Adulting 101, let's talk about Adulting 101. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. This is, this was sort of my quarantine, um, my quarantine moment, I guess, speaking of moments, but So I guess because I had Chloe on television and I was mothering her in front of people for years, I grew this really fun following of these younger people, like 18 to 25s were following me, like 25 to 34, but it's really that millennial, that Gen Z millennial group. And of course, like we all have opportunities to do things as influencers and things, but I kept saying, I want to do something different. I want to do something more like, how can I take my presence and like, these kids are really listening to me and what can I do with it? And then just going through the motions of getting Chloe off to live on her own in the last year, I've realized that there's not a lot of resources for young people as far as just figuring out like basic adulting skills and anything as simple as like, how do I find a primary care doctor in a new city to, you know, how do I, mo- what do I do with a mobile check after I deposited or what does really compound interest, interest mean, or how do I book a plane ticket or travel on my, just all these little things. Um, so I started an Instagram page where I was just kind of like sharing little tips and tricks. And then people were really getting, I was getting tons of positive feedback. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to put together a monthly membership program for people who want more than just the information on the Instagram. Um, and those people, which I'm launching it in September, we're doing a three day challenge leading up to it, but starting September 10th, well, 11th, rather the challenge is the eighth through the 10th. Um, but then I'm going to open up the membership for people who really want to get inside and learn like step-by-step all of these different things that you need to know as you go out into the world that you don't want to depend on Google for. Um, some kind of, I, I have cyber adopted millions, well, thousands at this point. (laughs) That's good. I mean, listen, it's like a one-stop shop. Yeah, it is. And it's interesting because um, as I'm going through and just creating content, the feedback has been amazing. And people, I have a founding member group right now, and they have been spectacular with giving me ideas of things and what they're asking questions about. And this 
these younger kids are totally different than I was because they care about different things and different things are important to them. Um, so I'm like, okay, I have to talk to them what makes sense and what they care about. So it's keeping like, me young. <laughs> what do I was going to say, like, what do they care about? Cause I mean, I don't even know what kids social causes, social causes, social justice, like equality. And I don't mean just like big movements, like obviously black lives matters is a huge movement, but I mean, even so much as, I have gotten feedback when I present certain information to them. They're like, okay, but how does this affect somebody who's trying to adult with disabilities? Like, let's not forget about them. So they're just bringing things to my attention that I'm like, I would have never thought to do that. And it's not even people who are dealing with that on their own. It's people who are like looking up for a friend. Um, so it's been really interesting. And just like I said, I'm surprised that there aren't more programs like this out there. There's a few, but the whole thing about the way I'm presenting all the information is I'm just giving to you very straight, very as simplified as possible. But obviously, I kind of have a sense of humor about a lot of it. So I'm trying to just be like, look, you have to take care of this nonsense so that you can enjoy your 20s because you're only going to have that skin once. So instead of you worrying about things and laying in bed at night, you go out and live your best life. Let's take care of all the little things. Right. Like, and you say to someone, like, how do you not know how to deposit a check? But there really are, like, if I think back to when I went to college, I didn't know how to do a lot of these things myself. Right. How do you get your security deposit back from a landlord? Or how do you break a lease? Or how do you leave a job that you have realized that you just spent four years working for a degree that you hate? You know, so there's a lot of different um, elements. And then what's interesting is that I've had a little bit slightly older people reach out to me that they want to mentor. So then I brought mentors into the program. So we have like a, a mentor group and I, I have high hopes of what I think it will grow into. Is it all women at this point or? You know what? It's not. I thought it was going to be all women. It's mostly women, but I have some young guys in this group who are like, they're like, we don't care that it's pink. We just like that we're getting the information. They're great. Well, I mean, I, I'm losing my voice. I am looking at your Instagram. I need to take a course of yours <laughs> because I, listen, I Instagram, I got it. I got, I do not understand TikTok at all. And I saw you had a TikTok. Oh, day. yeah. Hold on. Chloe's calling me. Let me decline her. Sorry. Oh, I will happily share my TikTok course with you. That will be my, my little gift to you. I'll, I'll I share saw it, it and I was like, yeah. I needed to, I mean, I was too late, but I was like, I need to take this. I don't understand how you get You know what? Because followers. you're not 12. It's interesting. Like it's, it's crazy. It's, but TikTok right now, obviously it's the place that it's easiest to go viral on um, because the, just the way the algorithm set up. And I talk a lot about how to hack the algorithm in that course because it's really there's certain things that you do yeah there are certain steps please give me this course like seriously I will. Like, when, when when we talked when we started and we talked about things on the to-do list tiktok is like still on that like but the thing about it is once you start you're gonna really like it and enjoy it and like you'll come back to it because it's quick it's easy and like do you ever feel stressed out from instagram because you're like oh it's like this overwhelming feeling because it's got to be good and you have to have a great caption and engagement, blah, blah, blah. TikTok is like, it's sort of, it's rewards you for just being yourself and not putting a whole lot of effort into it. And the numbers are, I mean, insane that you can insane. get on. 
insane. I, no, I mean, I think I, there's no question that I will be addicted to this and I will love this and I will do it all the time. It's just, I can't figure out how to get there. Like I tried to use it and I'm like, I'm so overwhelmed. It's not working. And then I just oh, yeah. threw it aside. Yeah, for sure. If you go through that course, um, I literally walk you through every little bit, even setting up like, so you know what's coming on your for you page that's actually stuff you like. Like I'm it's gonna, not something random. I'm going to DM you because I really need this course. Yeah. Like, no, everyone's like, David, you need to do TikTok. Like, and I just like, <laughs> I'm like, I tried, it doesn't work. Oh my God. There's so much housewives content. You can have so much fun. I would have. And the all, and all the housewives are on it. So yeah. There oh you my go. God. Yes. Wait, do you, I, I'm, I just assume because you have taste, like you've watched Shit's Creek, right? Oh, it's a great show. It's, it's the great. best. Well, there is a guy on TikTok. He's one of my favorites who does all four characters, like two AT. His Moira is so spot on. He's amazing. Like he's worth subscribing to the app just so you can watch it. It's so it's good. It's such a brilliant show. It's brilliant. Oh my God. I love it. I love it for so many reasons. And I just started watching it during quarantine. I'm a little upset that I was like slow on the uptake with that. But then one night I was laying in bed and I was watching it. I kid you not. David had on an outfit that I wore on Dance Moms. And I was like, I believe this it. is just, like, I stopped and I called my kids in the room. I was like, do you see the sweatshirt? I was like, mommy wore the sweatshirt on TV and David's wearing the sweatshirt on TV. Do you still have like your Dance Moms outfit somewhere or you just like get rid of I them? have a lot of them. Yeah, because with me, I have them in a Tupperware storage containers in my basement, but I'll go through things and I'm like, oh, that dress is so ugly, but Chloe won nationals when I was wearing it. I have to keep it, you know? I do or Kathy called me a booger when I was wearing this dress. I better save that. One day, if you ever want to get rid of it, I would assume that at some auction somewhere, you can make a hole. No, nobody wants that garbage. Like eBay. <laughs> I guarantee you, if you start putting that stuff on eBay, if somebody, trust me on this. I don't The day that that, that comes, you call me and I will, I will help you with all that. <laughs> okay. What? Now, maybe I'll do a video where I just rewear them all. Could you imagine? Ugh. That would go viral in and of itself. Yeah. <laughs> so what is next for you? You're going to stay home. You're going to work on adulting 101. What else yeah. do you have going on? I mean, honestly, it's just I'm really consumed with adulting um, because I feel like it's, it's kind of where my life has brought me. I've gotten some opportunities or I've got offers to do some other projects. Um that just weren't, they didn't feel right for me at the time. But now that I feel that I'm getting to a different headspace in my life, maybe I could talk about doing again. So I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll make a return to TV sometime soon. Although I don't even know if I would really do it well, in my mind. I'm like, I would do it. Well, you're busy know. with adulting. So that's, you know, you could just take it one step at a time. What about how do you, and then we could wrap up. How do you, how do you and how do you want Chloe to be remembered, like, from your time in the public eye? I mean, you're still in the public eye, but from your time on Dance Moms. Yeah, I want, I want, I want to be remembered as somebody who, who, who stood up for what was right. I really do. I feel like I stood up for what was right for my daughter. Um, I would like to be remembered as somebody that's super fun and funny and like that you would love to go and have brunch with. Like that's kind of my thing. Um, like a girlfriend, you know, and as somebody that, um, 
like other kids who maybe grew up without parents can kind of look to for some guidance as well. Um, because I, that was the big thing for me. And for Chloe, I just want, I think she's so special in who she is as a person. She's always just stayed so true to her heart and soul and never just been like, just lured into posting things or acting a certain way. Cause it's like the popular thing. So I think for Chloe, I just think that she is a real true, like not even a role model, but almost kind of like a soul model for people. Like she's just so, I look at her sometimes and I'm like, Oh, I need, I can learn from her. I don't know. She's, she's really interesting. That's great. They're both great. This has been amazing. Everyone needs to know, where can we all find you? Because I'm going to be finding you. So where can we all oh, find yes. you? You can find me on Instagram and TikTok. I am just, I'm Christy Lukasiak. I dropped Dance Mom Christy because I'm more than just a dance mom. You are. You are. That's yeah. where we met you. And now there's a lot more going on. So everyone yes, needs to follow yeah, so you on TikTok. Thank you. Yeah, please come hang out. Like, it's a fun, safe place. And if people are being rude or mean or anything on any of my platforms, they are uninvited to the party because I went through that for years and I don't tolerate it, not even just for me, but for anybody who's on my page. You will never be bullied there. Did you find that? And then we'll wrap up. Did you find that, like, did you did you go through a period where, like, you weren't always... Because it's like, I mean, I've, I've gotten it. Like, you know, like, at first you, you feed into it and then... Yeah. Or were you just always good about, like, just doesn't no. matter? No, oh, my God. my God. I got an email last night. Somebody's telling me I should kill myself because I'm a horrible human. And I'm like, how did you find my email? And right. it's funny, you let those little things get into you. And I'm like, I'm basing how I feel about myself right this moment on somebody that I have no idea what kind of a person they are. But, um, yeah, that internet hate is rough and I, it? it used to really affect me and I had to just figure out how to get around it but it still hurts I mean I think it hurts everybody it's human nature did uh did Chloe get a lot of it too I mean she yeah I mean for sure in uh, yeah I mean it could yes. be hard as a child but I mean that's good yeah. that you've some people never get there you know they never get past that but to your point, right, you can't base it on what someone else. So that's good that you don't yeah, allow you any of that on your page. Yeah, you have to always just, like, recheck that. And it's hard, but, like, you have no other choice. I mean, what are you going to do, curl up in a ball? Or you either have to ignore it and move on, or you can let it affect you, and then they win. So Exactly. Yeah. Well, that could be part of Adulting 101, because I'm sure that a lot of young people are going through all of that, too. Yeah, it's, ama it's amazing all the content that I have to create because everybody has such great ideas. Like, why don't you talk about this? Why don't you talk about that? So hopefully in a year from now, I'll be sitting here with like a great, um, you know, executive board of people or however you want to call it that will be teaching in different segments and we can really just help young people who need it. That's amazing. You, you can come back on anytime. So tell, oh, everyone, tell everyone again where they can find you because I want everyone to find you. Okay, I am at Christy Lukasiak and that's C-H-R-I-S-T-I because when I was in second grade, you were talking about this last week. I changed my Y to an I because I wanted to be different. I heard that you were like, what, a Y, D-A-B-Y-D? Thank you for listening to my show. I don't even remember yeah. what episode I said that on, but I did say that because that is a true yeah. statement. 
Yeah, and I was Christy with an I because I wanted to be different, and it, it stuck. So I'm Christy Although Lucasiak. you did it in second grade. I did it like five years ago, so I don't know what type <laughs> of life crisis I was going through. But anyway. <laughs> That's okay. No judgment, please. We've all been there. And on TikTok, the same thing. Same thing. I'm, I'm at Christy Lucasiak on TikTok, YouTube, LinkedIn, tech, you know, like Instagram, Twitter. Easy. I am, yeah, I just kept it across the board. Amazing. Well, I really appreciate it. Keep in touch. I'm reaching out to you for TikTok. You are wonderful and everyone great. needs to take your course. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. You have a great day. Thanks you so too. much for having me. Thank you for coming on. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you, guys. See you soon.